Late Night Conversations, Monday to Thursday, 10 p.m. till midnight. Education Conversations. Let's get into our education conversation. We are joined by the South African Union of Students National Spokesperson, Asivre Landra. Asivre, thank you very much for joining us. Uh, good evening, Patricia, and to your listeners, and uh, thank you for having us. I wanted to say it's always a pleasure having you on air, but every time you and I have spoken, um, it has never been on a, a good note. We're not celebrating anything that young people are doing, that students are doing. Instead, there's always a plight, and I don't know when we are going to get to a point where the plight stop and we start celebrating, but it is what it is. Talk to us about the statement that you have uh, put out as uh, South African Union of Students around your frustrations when it comes to the Department of Higher Education. Uh, thank you very much, Patricia. Um, I think our statement uh, is concerned with what we now really determine to be a stage of paralysis, uh, or rather perpetual paralysis, at least as we put it in our statement, uh, in the Department of Higher Education. Now, this is uh, informed by, obviously, our analysis as it pertains to a few issues uh, that we believe that they should have long been dealt with and they remain undealt with. Now, what makes us particularly more disappointed and frustrated uh, right now is because uh, last week on the 7th of February, we met, uh, we had a physical meeting with the minister, the deputy minister, the director general, and, and, and the whole uh, collective in the department to try and to get to the bottom of some of those challenges. Some of the challenges which have been persisting since last year uh, some of them even beginning of the year, some of them even since 2020, uh, since the beginning of the pandemic. We had hoped we would deal with this. Uh, the reality is that for the most part, our general assessment of the meeting was that there was no sense of willingness, there was no sense of political will, there was no sense of uh, direction, there was no sense of uh, agency, there was no sense of competence in the department. However, uh, there were few uh, commitments that were made by the department. And number one, I think some of the two critical commitments that were made was that by the end of that week, which was the 11th, that week was ending on the 11th of February, they would have published already the funding guidelines that will inform quite a few issues. Uh, number one, it would inform the issue of the 75% pass uh, requirement uh, for students to be eligible to be funded for the following year. It would inform uh, issues such as the N-plus rule, which is what we call the residency period, it will inform the allowances, how much will students be getting. Now, you will understand that academic year is beginning in some institutions, and they have to get money for textbooks, they have to get money for food, etc. Now, the question is, how much money will they get? It is not yet known how much money they will be given, because those guidelines have not yet been finalized. Uh, then, there's the, uh, 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 then there was the issue of the mandatory vaccination, which had been pleading since last year with the department. But they must coordinate the sector. The universities must not pull from different directions. There must be one coordinated way that is amicable and that will, one, protect students, but also ensure that everyone has a right to access education. This is the only mandate that the department had in this regard, which they have dismally failed to do. They're also committed that by the end of that week, they would have uh, 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 already also published, in fact, consulted on the guidelines that would guide the sector as, as it pertains to mandatory vaccination. That still has not been done up until today. So we, this has really frustrated us because SRCs, universities, everyone in the sector is, is, is in a state of uncertainty. 
uh, because uh, they do, uh, all of these things lie with the department. The department must guide the sector, and the sector is, and the department under the leadership of uh, Dr. Blinzmande are absolutely dismally failing. Not that, of course, we are surprised as it pertains to Dr. Blade. He had failed before. He had left and is now back, seemingly to carry on from where he left off. The plights are real, um, and the frustration is clearly one that is um, warranted for from what you are citing. Uh, but now, what what needs to be done? What is your call to the Department of Higher Education for the current situation that students are facing? It's a really simple, Patricia. It's so simple you would think I am a, 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 that is, or it's unreal. The issues that you are dealing with are not. You see, the Big challenges, Patricia, such as structural issues, such as uh, the lack of capacity in our institutions to absorb uh, 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 matriculants that are qualified to come into university from uh, basic education to higher education. That's a huge structural impediment uh, uh, that we appreciate. It is rather complex to deal with. There are structural issues, such as the issue of student accommodation. I think in the sector, we're only able to com- accommodate around about 27% of all students in, in, in uh, certified student accommodation. Now, these are rather structural, worth hundreds of billions of rents to, to deal with. What we are speaking about here, Patricia, are simple things that require decisive leadership. Number one, publish the guidelines. The consultation was not even done by the department. It was done by NESFAS. It was facilitated by NESFAS, and absolutely every stakeholder in the sector gave contributions. So you've got a workable scientific document that is based on the uh, uh, consultations of everyone in the sector. NESFAS has concluded uh, uh, they seem to be happy with the, con- with the conclusion of their consultations. They have submitted the final document to the ministry. All the ministry has to do is return the document, is to stamp it and return it to NESFAS. And life goes on. It is not difficult. As it pertains to the issue of mandatory vaccination, they put together one of the many tasks that they've been putting together, led by Dr. Ramnik. They have done the work purely based on science as to how should we deal. We have been dealing with the pandemic scientifically from the state, from the from the level of the National Corona uh, Corona Command Council. So there is scientific work that has been done. It is simple. Publish the guidelines as to how institutions do. If you don't know what to do, go back to the uh, stakeholders. The universities, we have met with them in the absence of the leadership of the department. They are willing to be engaged at some of those institutions. They just have to go and engage them. It is not difficult. Uh, um, take, so the, the issues that we are dealing with here, Patricia, you would think they are very difficult to deal with. They are not difficult. The issue of the N-plus rule, the issue of the center, these are all issues that we have deliberated as a sector extensively on, and they are conclusive, uh, uh, they are rather conclusive uh, 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 ways in how to, on how we must move forward. All the department has to do is to implement or, or, and, and to publish where they need to. So it's not difficult what we are asking for.
I'm going to go to a quick break, and when we come back, I'd like us uh, to speak about uh, the mandatory vaccinations uh, that uh, some uh, higher education institutions have imposed and how that is going. And if uh, you are getting any headway as uh, the South African Union of Students, A-teamers, please do join in on the conversation. Share what your experience has been if you've got um, a, a child, a nephew, a niece who has gone into uh, higher education for the first time or someone who's waiting, you know, um, to continue with their studies and have faced challenges. Share those experiences with us. Or if you've got a question as a student yourself, call in and Asivir will be able to assist. 011-714-2006. Alternatively, send your WhatsApps to 614 SMSs go to 41391. Late Night Conversations with Patricia Anduli, Monday to Thursday, 10 p.m. till midnight. Education Conversations. We're in conversation with uh, South African unions of students, uh, National Spokesperson Asive Dlanjwa. We are talking about the statement that they've issued out on challenges they are facing with the Department of Higher Education. Now, before the break, I did ask Asive that you talk to us about uh, the Manchu vaccinations. I mean, since last year, you have been, you know, engaging stakeholders, and uh, this is also popping up in your uh, statement. Talk to us about where you currently are, and if the Department of Higher Education is uh, coming to the party. Uh, thank you, Patricia. Uh, where we currently are, uh, we had been we had been able to successfully petition uh, the ministry to coordinate the issue of uh, vaccination policies across all institutions. So what we are finding uh, since last year is that each institution had instituted their own. Uh, policy uh, uh, that will guide vaccinations, that will guide the management of the of, of the of the pandemic. Uh, so uh, and so we then uh, uh, engaging with the universities. Uh, uh, firstly, said that what we want from them is that their processes must be consultative in nature, and they must ensure that they have the buy-in of all their stakeholders, particularly students and workers. And that uh, primary, of course, our view here was clear that we are not going to support a position where students are being or, or uh, students and the workers are being forced to vaccinate against their constitutional prerogative to determine so. And uh, number one, number two, that whatever policy they come up with, it must still be able to uh, strengthen and reinforce and uh, the uptake of the vaccination. Number one, but number two, it must be consultative. Now, institutions dealt with this in various measures. There's absolutely not one institution that did the same from the one to the next, especially of the institutions that chose to take the route of the mandatory vaccination. Now, after having petitioned the department and USEF, which is the body that represents all universities through vice chancellors, uh, we were able to get the department to, at the very least, concede to trying to coordinate, even if through a social compact, the issue of the mandatory vaccination. We say social compact for two reasons. One, because it's clear there's no leadership in the Department of Higher Education that is, that is decisive enough to, to, to lead, to coordinate. Two, uh, the reality is that through this elusive, what, this elusive institutional autonomy uh, 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 that institutions enjoy, they have a level of right and that they enjoy to be able to determine how they will deal with the issue. And I said that they must coordinate, so we're able to get a concession there. 
And the department put together uh, one of the many task teams that were supposed to deal with this, that uh, we believe they've been dealing with this issue. And after that, they were then supposed to uh, consult and publish guidelines that are going to maintain a few principles. Number one, uh, 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 management of the uh, of the virus. Number two, uh, uh, supporting of vaccinations. Number three, uh, 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 there must be no contravention or impediment towards access to education of any student, whether they choose to vaccinate or not. Uh, and number four, that the process obviously would be uh, consultative. And it was supposed to align with those principles. Now, those are the guidelines that we are waiting for right now, that the whole sector is waiting for. Uh, so that they are published. Uh, uh, in fact, I, I think they're supposed to be preliminary published for engagement, uh, which is also unfortunate because uh, about of these nine institutions, about 80% of them have already gone on to implement their, their vaccination policies. So already this is too late. Uh, but nonetheless, we accepted that at least it's actually nonetheless, I'll date it that it's late. So that is, I think, where we are currently at the moment. And the reality is that we are facing now, we are dealing with many students. Uh, even today, uh, I had a PhD student who called from UWC who says that she's not being allowed access to campus. Uh, and yet the institution had said you can apply for an exemption if you do not want to take the vaccine uh, and want to have access to campus. She has applied for an exemption. Her exemption was denied without reason. She appealed the decision. She has appealed and she has not been given a decision to the appeal to why was the exemption application denied. So you are having a crisis that is beginning to precipitate across the sector as it pertains to this. Uh, and the department is resting on their law results. Absolutely no sense of direction as to what must be done. So I think that is where we are currently in the sector as it pertains to manage vaccinations. I'm sorry. And then lastly, which I think is absolutely crucial and critical, is that uh, we will remember that I think it was on Thursday, uh, okay, the date was the 11th. I'm just not sure what day it was. Uh, the, 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 free state for, the Free State for Choice, which is an association of academics from the University of the Free State and around Free State and students and workers, uh, uh, took the University of the Free State to court regarding their mandatory vaccine policy. Uh, of obviously, the whole sector was looking towards that case as to what would be the adjudication, because it would likely create a precedent to inform the whole mandatory vaccination, not only in universities, but across public service uh, or other public institutions. Uh, now, the judge threw out that case uh, on urgency, that it led to the urgency because it was an urgent application, and uh, so it was struck off the roll. It is to be heard on the 16th of March. So we think that is also will prove to be a milestone uh, because it will be the first time that the courts pronounce themselves and we, I, it is, we begin to argue the constitutionality in a court of law of the decision of mandatory vaccination. And we also believe that uh, uh, there is a, in a group of students and uh, workers that, might, that has taken forth her uh, to also the high court so rather to court that said regarding the mandatory vaccination. Uh, uh, so we are waiting on those court cases also uh, so as to inform from a legal perspective uh, and uh, the conversation and the discourse around the mandatory vaccination.
Now, I'm going to go to a message. Uh, this one is uh, from, uh, it says, Hi, Patricia. Call me Chapa of Cape Town. Um, one can be forgiven for believing that government simply does not want any educational or health services to function effectively and sustainably. In fact, it seems as if the government is behest with the, the idea to sabotage and destroy <coughs> every single thing which can potentially liberate our nation from its clasps. And I, I read this and ask you around your statement when it comes to the State of the Nation address uh, and you say that you as the student uh, union, South African student union, are very disappointed uh, from what the president uh, said addressing certain issues in the educational sector. You know, Patricia, if we told the story of education and the relationship that government has to education in South Africa, and we told the story to someone from an alternate universe, they would not believe us. Uh, you know, I think in the 2020 budget speech, uh, sorry, uh, uh, yes, budget speech, uh, 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 the higher education uh, had the second, if not the third biggest budget allocation. Uh, 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 or so not higher education, education as a whole, including basic and higher education. Now, this tells you that this is something so critical and so grave to the country, to any, in fact, it should be to any democratic uh, 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 government. Now, you then have a, a, the president in a state of the nation address saying absolutely nothing regarding higher education and the intentions of government as it pertains to uh, higher education. In 2020, the president in the State of the Nation address made the concession which we had been long arguing. He, he, he says it himself verbatim that students are sleeping in, in, in taxi ranks, they are sleeping in bus stations, they are sleeping in libraries, and everywhere else because they do not have adequate student accommodation. He goes on to make a commitment of 64 billion rands to deal with the uh, student accommodation crisis. In 2021, he backs that commitment up, still having done nothing from the previous year, to say that, no, we are going to invest almost around about 100 billion rands, and, uh, which, is, uh, which would be 300,000 beds towards student accommodation for the same reasons we advanced and the obvious reasons they advanced in the previous year. Uh, uh, up to date, nothing has been done to that effect. And yet, and then last year, Nostrello uh, in, in, in Islanda is murdered, and her murder is in the most gruesome form. Her limbs are cut off, and she's maimed. And at close inspection of what led her to be at that vulnerable, was that she did not have a safe student accommodation, and as a result, she had to go live in unsafe off-campus student accommodation and even find herself debating uh, with a, 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 a boy there who is unstable. And this is not just Moscow. It is many students who can tell you the stories who have gone to her to live in unsafe and compromising accommodation that are unsafe for their very lives because there's no student accommodation. The president issues a, 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 a useless and a worthless a, a message of condolences. I say it's worthless and it is useless because if you recognize the plight 
of the student and you recognize the conditions under which she was murdered, surely as if, if, if your condolences mean anything, you are going to do something as per your previous commitment regarding that. And nothing has been done. A few weeks after that, three students are shot at point-blank rage and they are murdered in Argo and Free State in shacks where they were living because they were being robbed uh, uh, for their cell phones. Mm. Uh, 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 because they do not have adequate students. We are losing hundreds and hundreds of lives due to this issue. And our government does not seem to care. Asive, um, thank you so very much for sharing with us. So we've uh, far spent our time, and I know there's a lot of challenges that we should be addressing. I'm sure we'll have more time on air again. No problem. Thank you very much, Patricia. It's a minute after 11. Let's go straight to the news with Greg Host. Good evening, Greg.